This episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title from Sharice Hodges, owner of A Broken Heart. Sharice Hodges brings her signature sexy style in this charming new series about sisters who own a historic B&B in Charleston. For the four very different Richardson sisters, continuing their family's renowned legacy is already a formidable job, but unexpected desire will challenge them in ways they never imagined. Look for Owner of a Broken Heart everywhere books are sold. Out now! I'm so happy to have you. So lovely. I was so happy to meet you in Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh? I think so, but I we've met before, but I we think, we, think so we got too. to hang out a little bit longer in Pittsburgh. Those yeah. signings are always such like a, a whirlwind. So No, and I kind of did too many signings last year. So I feel like the whole um, year just kind of was oh my god ugh. tell me about it i did like way too many signings yeah. my husband's like yeah he agrees he's like you did way too many <laughs> signings <laughs> we were just talking about it right before we started recording and and said let's talk about it on here um about the australia anthology how exciting it I is i know that is just so fantastic that it hit the usa today Yes. list and that's just I mean it means so much help is going to you know those conservation charity or the firefighter charities and mm-hmm. it's that's it's wonderful I'm so excited about it and we have mutual friends there's a little bit of a feedback can you hear or maybe it's just maybe it's a construction oh worker no or you know what it's the gardener is like gonna blow oh. leaves outside right I'm okay. going to move to my bedroom because there will be no leaf blowing in that area. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. This is, is that better? Yes. So much okay, better. Good. Okay. So, yeah, it hit the USA Today, and there are okay. so many fun. Oh, oh. God dang it. Sorry. It's I'm so okay. sorry. Can you hear that? <laughs> it's all right. It's like, we'll just have a little leaf happening? blowing in this episode. Oh, my God. Let me see if I can close my door and just keep it, like, out. Is that better? Oh, yeah. That's way better. You've got... Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Take two. <laughs> Minus leaf blowing. Oh, my God. So, anyway, about Australia, we have a mutual friend, Kate Starrett, who we both love dearly. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I love her. It was just so hard knowing that we're so far away, and so I'm mm-hmm. happy this is a little bit of help yeah and you know i just gone to the speaking of signings the melbourne signing and i had Mm. just an amazing time with her and some other people and my australian friend melanie and it was just like such a beautiful experience and then yeah to come home and then not be able to do anything it was really hard so i'm really grateful to sky for you know organizing this and getting us together and so exciting very good well i have been a longtime fan of your books i feel like they're all so unique and i love them for that and your last book someday someday was also a different one for you being an mm romance yeah tell me all about it (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I do try to to come up with, or not come up with, I don't feel like plots are, for me, plots are not really invented so much as like 
they kind of already exist in a weird way. And mm-hmm. I just kind of grab them from inside, if that sounds so weird. But um, they're just sort of like unearthed instead of created. And so for this one, the character of Max, he first appeared in Forever Right Now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Leaf I Blower. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it is, is okay. like he's outside the window now. It'll be like our soundtrack together. Oh, my God. It's like so amazing. Can't work under these conditions. I know. And, you know, the last <laughs> time I did a podcast, unbelievably or not, I lived in a place that was really close to a train. And, of course, right in the middle of the recording, <laughs> you can guess what happened. Oh. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hopefully, this will be yeah. quieter. Is that better? Yes. Okay, so the idea for Someday Someday, it kind of was generated or unearthed, if you will, sort of early on when I had the character of Max first appear in the book Forever Right Now. And he was a side character and a best friend to the heroine in that novel. And he just felt like such a sweet and compassionate person that had like a really rough backstory, but he overcame so much and I thought he deserved a happy ever after. He and does. so he he was kicked out of his house for being gay when he was 16. His father caught him with a boy. And so he had to live on the streets for quite a while. Hold for <laughs> flipping leaf blower. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like he's it's, chasing do you. Do I live in the middle of a forest? No, I do not. <laughs> so Max had to, um, he was living on the streets and he had a rough period where he was um, kind of addicted to some drugs and mm-hmm. he had to actually prostitute himself for a few weeks as like lowest of low to, to make money and to feed his addiction. But he pulled himself out of that with the help of a police officer and he put himself through school and he became a registered nurse. And he really is like a story of, you know, redemption over mm-hmm. his own painful childhood on his own terms. And so that kind of defines him. He does things on his own terms. He no longer will tolerate people not accepting accepting him for who he is. He doesn't try to hide the fact he's gay. He's mm-hmm. not going to be in the closet anymore. He's very straightforward, very has a lot of integrity. He's so likable. Oh, that's good. I'm I love I love him so much mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that readers feel that he's a lovable yes. <laughs> character as well. So, I just feel like so protective of him in a weird way of mm-hmm. both the characters, but yes. um, I think him especially. He's an ER nurse, but it's he's kind of facing some burnout. So he goes to work for as a personal nurse for the head of a pharmaceutical company. The CEO has MS. So he works as a personal assistant to him, and then he meets the mogul's son, Silas. So the mogul, he runs a pharmaceutical company that sells opioids. They made their billions selling opioids, mm-hmm. much like a certain pharmaceutical company you can probably name. And um, it's caused untold devastation across the country. And Silas is the second son of the CEO, and he, the CEO, is is a terrible, terrible human being, mm-hmm. and he put his own son through a terrible conversion therapy in Alaska. So Silas comes back from that with his own demons. He's kind of just shut down his emotions because he was, you know, it's been beaten into him and tortured into him, basically, that he cannot be who he is, and so he represses all of his feelings and his emotions and. It's really sad because, you know, conversion therapy, it does not work. It, it You yeah. cannot inherently change who someone is, and it's a foul, foul practice. And I wanted to highlight that because I didn't even realize that it still goes on in this country. Not to the maybe mm-hmm. brutal effects that mine in this book it occurs, but it still happens. It's still brutal, and it still has the same kind of effects that Silas has. Right. And so I really wanted to... Well, I wanted to stop, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanted to put that in there and, and build a character and a relationship that shows that, you know, 
these are two beautiful human beings who love each other and they deserve to love each other regardless. And so that kind of, once they meet in the, in the household, then their love story takes off from there with all its attendant ups and downs and conflicts and obstacles. Was it difficult to write this one or? Yes and no. It wasn't difficult in the sense that because the two characters were male, like Mm -hmm. that didn't really change anything for me. I always write any any book I write, the two leads, I just try to write them from, you know, a sense of their love story and the love they feel for each other. So that wasn't really any different. You know, the anatomy, of course, is a little different, but <laughs> the actual way I approached it was exactly the same as any other right. love story that I wrote. The, the parts that were harder would be the research on the pharmaceutical issues, on mm-hmm. the conversion therapy, PTSD, on the and on the um, it, the brother, Silas's older brother has Asperger's, and he would have been the heir apparent, except, of course, the evil, horrible father views him as a less than human also. Mm-hmm. Both his sons, he feels, are defective. So, Eddie, the older brother, he's, I love him, and I'm so glad the readers have embraced him, too, because he's such a special human he being is also. such a great character. I'm so glad, yeah, and I just love how he interacts with both of the men, and mm-hmm. like, you know... He's like their little matchmaker in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you tackle hard topics and do it Thank so you. well. How many books do you have now? I think I'm at 14 full lengths and three novellas, wow. I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't really know. I think it's 14, yeah. Um, one of them was a large fantasy novel written under a different name, though. So oh, okay. I kind of don't count I it. I didn't know you did fantasy. I actually started out in fantasy. And so that was what I thought I was going to be writing for my entire life. Ever since I was a kid, it was just fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. So I wrote a bunch of not great fantasy. <laughs> and then I wrote this book that I published that I actually do like, but then I did a contest where they picked the genre for you and they picked romance. And so I had to write a, a romance story. And I realized that in every single story I've ever written, there's always been a central romance is like the king. That's like, yeah. even the fantasies, they all revolved around that. And I was like, wow, this is what I really, I really should be doing. Cause that's is what it always kind of went to anyway, naturally. So fun. Are you a plotter or a pantser? I would say a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. I would say my process is a hot mess. Basically, <laughs> after 14 books, I'm finally kind of sorting out how I do it, where I'll have a general idea and general, uh, like, key scenes, I call them. Key scenes I know that have to be in there and, mm-hmm. like, the climaxes and, the, and certain obstacles. And then I do a general outline on that. But it always changes because you know how it is. Characters... Yeah say things you didn't expect they do things you didn't you know didn't know were going to happen or an mm-hmm. idea just pops out of nowhere and it changes everything so the outline i have gets filled in and altered and expands way beyond what i had originally started with mm-hmm. let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that living in the pages is part of the frolic podcast network a podcast community of everything romance related from book club style discussion, author interviews, comedy critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast. And now let's get back to our interview. Do you write every day? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I should be, and I'm I'm really discipline is something I'm really trying to to work on because I have this thing where I don't know, unless I have a deadline just breathing down my neck. Mm-hmm. 
I will procrastinate and dawdle. And it's like, and then finally the, the switch just flips and then I'm able to like, just go, hmm. but it's too stressful that way. So yeah. I'm, I'm working on trying to slow it down and try to, you know, not kill myself, um, in like three weeks and instead, you know, write it at like a normal person. So <laughs> <laughs> What are you working on now? Anything fun? Well, I'm very slowly working on a new series called The Lost Boys, which is going to be three books. They're interconnected standalones, but um, I'm thinking I should try to publish them pretty close together because the characters are very intertwined. Mm-hmm. And it's set in it's set in Santa Cruz. Ooh. Yeah, I, lo- I love Santa Cruz. It's I so do beautiful too. down there. And and I liked it. Like the idea for the Lost Boys came to me after it kind of went together with Santa Cruz. You know that movie Lost Boys? Yeah. It's set in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, there's a serendipity right there. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in San Jose. And when I saw that you are in Menlo Park. Yeah. So you're really close. Well, I used to be, but. Oh, used to be. Yeah. I had piano lessons in Menlo Park every week. Oh, so no way. You're in my stomping grounds. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. San Jose is cool too. I love it there too. Yeah. Are there any of your books that are especially meaningful to you? I know it's hard to say that about your own work. Well, but. yeah. I mean, there are, most of them are meaningful, of course, as you know. Like, they're all meaningful to you in, in some way. But mm-hmm. there are a few that stand out, uh, a few. Like, Full Tilt and All In, I think, are very mm-hmm. special to me, um, given the subject matter of them. And then um, The Beautiful Hearts Duet which was written during a very difficult time in my life where actually it was kind of, I don't know how all this worked out, but you know, one book was written before my daughter passed away and then the mm-hmm. other book was written afterward, but they're a duet. So they mm-hmm. go together. Wow. And it's just amazing to me how the story and the characters and the journey that they take, like it's not a mirror of what I went through, like exactly, of course, plot wise, but mm-hmm. emotionally, what is happening with the characters and the losses that they sustain, it was really kind of like, I don't know, like a parallel path out of it. So that one's, of wow. course, That's very remarkable. special to me. Yeah, it's the fact that I was even able to write them was kind of, I actually, I don't think that was actually too surprising because it felt like I sort of had to with the second yeah. one, especially. Like it had to have been done. But yeah, so those are definitely more special than any of the others. But I, I feel like bits of my experiences now are have already been planted in all of my books, even ones written before. Mm-hmm. It's very strange how I've seen, you know, pieces of it, like Full Tilt. I mean, it's kind of uncanny. I don't want to give spoilers, so I won't really go into the <laughs> plot of it. But it's really strange how that is. But I, but on the other hand, maybe it's not so strange. Maybe all of that is already in us. And our job as writers is just to unearth it and put it that's out there. such a cool thought that it's all there. Yeah, it just feels like that's how it is. And then that each story is kind of the vehicle for that piece of, of mm-hmm. our story, if that makes sense. What do you do when life gets in the way and the words are coming or aren't coming at the right time? You mean like right now? <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> well, yeah, I had a very extremely rough December and January. And so it's been like, I just have been feeling pretty off kilter. And, you know, for the work that we do, writing emotional stories and the love, which is like the you know, primary human experience, basically. It's hard to to do that if you're not in the right headspace. At least for yeah. me, it is. Like, I feel like it's very difficult to write fully and about beautiful things when I'm feeling so, like, kind of off base. So I, it's been rough these last few weeks. I haven't really been doing too much. But I'm going to Hawaii, actually, tomorrow, Ooh. which is kind of where I, yeah, that's my, like, kind of home base for, like, 
I don't know, spring cleaning of the soul. I've been doing a lot of yoga, a lot of exercise, and I'm just going to go there and try to relax and get some sun and come back really renewed and refreshed. Because this winter, I'm telling you, it's been, I hate cold. I hate it. (laughs) I mean, it's, if it's below 70, I'm annoyed. (laughs) So it's been really, I know people in the Midwest and the the East are like, oh my gosh, you're such a wimp, but um, I just don't like it. So I'm very much looking forward to, to being somewhere warm. I love spring cleaning of the soul and the Hawaii's that place for you and that you get to go that's so great yeah i'm very excited it really is healing i think it will be we went last year as well and it's just the place that i just feel really you know close to my daughter and just close to like being around nature i think Mm -hmm. is a really good way of getting more in touch with yourself like your real self because it's so it's just so pure and it doesn't ask of anything of you and i don't Mm -hmm. know just and being on an island like that where you're just completely surrounded it's like the ideal place so. so dreamy I'm so glad you have that. And I know there are so many all across the world who have just loved you and want all good things for you and your family, especially oh, thank after you. all that you've been through. This community has been just unbelievable. I mean, I can't even I can't even say it enough. They've just like come through in such a huge way, just offering just support, mm-hmm. you know, nonstop. And even years later when it's, you know, well, it's been a year and a half now, I guess. So so time passes, kind of people move on, and yet they still haven't really, you know. Yeah. So. I'm glad that it's been that way. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Let's do a fast five. Okay. I'll ask you questions, and you answer off the top of your head. I'm ready. Friday night <laughs> plans. Reading, watching some kind of show or movie with the hubs mm-hmm. have not changed out of my jammies. Nice. Not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Go-to meal to prepare. Oh, God. I don't cook at all. Like, nothing. So, oatmeal? <laughs> the worst answer ever, but I pour it into the boiling water, and then it cooks? Like, that's, nice. like, I'm terrible. Yeah. Favorite show that you're binge-watching? Currently, I'm watching Sex Education on uh, Netflix. Yes. I just kind of happened upon it, like most of the shows I end up watching. I can only really watch one at a time to, like, for my discipline wise, because mm-hmm. then I'm really get too lazy if I start. But um, yeah, that's a good one. But um, the succession is my show. Is it? Succession is yes. my show and I love it to pieces. I can't wait for season three. <laughs> I saw season two and like clapped at the ending. <laughs> right? Oh my so God. So good. Genius. Yeah. I just love that show so much. Yeah. That one checks all the boxes for sure. Exactly. Red or white? Red. And I had dream vacation, but I think I know. Is there somewhere <laughs> else that would be yeah, better? I love Paris, mm. which is basically the exact opposite, where you're just surrounded by city. But that city is so beautiful and so, oh my God, I've been there twice now. And I would love to split my time between, if I, you know, dream Hawaii and Paris. Ooh, I mean, yeah. that could, it would not be more perfect. Do you have any signings in 2020? I do. I have only three because, like I said, I had to pare down <laughs> <Yeah>. the signings <laughs> from last year. So I'm doing um, Music City with the Bells in Nashville in, nice. on May 2nd, uh-huh. which I'm very excited about. Next would be Rare Edinburgh, um, June 27th, I believe. I don't know my dates ever, but, um, and then I have book bonanza in yes, uh, August. I will see you at that one. Oh, that's awesome. I love that signing. Mm-hmm. I love all the signings. I love meeting the readers. I do too. Random question of the day. What are your thoughts on Justin Bieber? Well, I, 
I don't really have any thoughts on him. I just saw him <laughs> on the SNL last Saturday. I feel like he gets a bad rap. I I, th- I don't like bagging on celebrities for bagging on celebrities' sake, you know? Yeah. So I feel like he's a perfect example of someone who's just taken so much crap. And it's like, why? Like, If you don't mm-hmm. like his music, don't listen to him. Like, You don't have to like insert yourself into his world and then complain about it. So, right. And that's how I feel about all celebrity baggings. <laughs> I just don't. Yep. I don't dig it. So he's fine. And Billie Eilish, who I love, mm-hmm. she loves him. So that makes him great in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard their version of that song together. What is it? Bad guy? They did one together? Yes. I had only oh. heard her sing it by herself. And right. there's a cut with the two of them. And it's oh great. Oh, my gosh. I have to go find that immediately. Yeah, it's a good one. I love her. She's just yeah, fabulous. She's so fun. I mean, like, in a very mellow, <laughs> understated very dark, way. <laughs> haunting kind yes. of way. <laughs> fun in a very dark and melancholy way. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. What? I know. <laughs> this wasn't in the fine print. <laughs> I hear that sometimes. You don't want to hear yep. this. I can do Vanilla Ice. That's literally, if you want it, that's, and that's not even really singing. Ooh, I want to hear oh, it. God. Okay, here we go. Okay. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new edition. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, fold like a harpoon, daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up the stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance, but my speakers that boom. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly, when I play a dope melody. Anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better can't wait. You better hit bullseye. The kid don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I solve it. Check out the hook when my DJ revolves it. Ooh, ooh. That's you. Ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice, baby. Vanilla. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. I was over here dancing. It's my party treat, my Dude, party favorite. Vanilla favor. ice. And Beastie Boys, when I get drunk, and uh, which is never, by the way, I'm so nice. Um, of course. <laughs> it's my go-to Man. entertainment. Do a little Beastie Boys. Now, here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with that rock MCA and me, Mike D. We had a little horsey named Paul Revere. Just me and my horsey and a quart of beer. Riding across the land, kicking up stand, sheriff posse's on my tail because I'm in demand. One lonely beastie I be. Wall by myself without nobody. The sun is beating down on my baseball hat. The air is getting hot. The beer is getting flattened. Looking for a girl. I ran into a guy. His name was MCA. I said, howdy. He said, hi. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I just did that. Woo-hoo. Oh my God. My reputation will never recover. It's now recorded. <laughs> I love it so much. I love but I love that song. I like I love the Beastie Boys. That's I love so the Beastie great. Boys. Thank you. Day made. Oh, no. I'm telling oh, you. Oh good. Day made. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that something will come out of my making a fool of myself. No. <laughs> I think oh. people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, where did this interview go? What happened to it? It was like on track and normal and then it just went off the rails completely. 
That's how we like to end our show, going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending your morning with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. been definitely super fun. And oh, yeah, you're great. Thank you. So are you. And I'm sorry again for Leaf Blower. <laughs> he wanted okay. to be part of the interview. He did. Nice. Well, have a great rest of the day. Okay, and Willow, you too. And a great trip in Hawaii. I cannot wait. <laughs> Bye, Willow. Bye. I love her so much. That was so fun. Thanks for listening, you guys. See you next week. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.